1: It is Thursday, November 2nd. Your drive begins now on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for being a part of today's show. We're here until 6 o'clock. We're going to get your text in this hour. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That is our text line for the show. Coming up in just a bit, we're going to hear from the play-by-play voice of the Appalachian State Mountaineers, Adam Witten. So we're looking forward to hearing from him, get an idea of what this game is going to be like on Saturday as the herd heading down to the Rock. I know we got to decide which one of these schools gets to claim the Rock. You know, Appalachian State, Southern Miss. Who gets to claim the Rock? It's such a generic term, though. I know I'm dropping shade already. It's such a generic. T- oh yeah, it's the Rock, coming to play at the Rock. When I hear the Rock, I I think of two things: uh, a movie with Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage, or Dwayne Johnson. That's that's it. Those are the only two things that can claim the Rock. But I digress. Marshall yesterday got the victory over Lees McRae in its final exhibition game. The Thundering Herd won 103-85. to And good crowd. It was a decent crowd. Showed up. Hopefully we'll get more for the Herd on Monday when it really counts. But there was a good crowd showing up. The event was free, so season ticket holders didn't matter. If you had your season tickets or not, or if you just want to come see the game, you didn't have a ticket at all. It was pretty fun. So, we'll hopefully get more on Monday, and we'll be right there for the game. All games, all season long, right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. But we'll hear from Dan just a little bit later on. You know, one of the things that uh, we talked to Dan about after was Bobby Knight. He passed away yesterday. We got the word that he passed away. And depending on how old you are, when you grew up, how much you're a basketball fan, you know, of what degree, you know, are you an old school fan? Do you like old school basketball? Did you grow up in the day? Do do you follow the Indiana Hoosiers? Storied program, but a lot of that's Bobby Knight. I mean, basketball's big in Indiana. Basketball got bigger because of Bobby Knight. And of course, you know, from Bobby Knight, we got coach K, some of the greats in basketball guided and touched by Bobby Knight. And, of course, he had his controversy as well. He's an old-school coach. There's not going to be, take it for what you will, good or bad, there's not going to be another coach like Bobby Knight. One of my favorite coaches. Absolutely one of my favorite coaches of basketball. I love watching Indiana. I love watching Bobby Knight. You know, If coaches could become the personality that drove you to the game, He was one of them. You have bigger-than-life coaching personalities, but I think he was among the biggest, and it's because just the way he coached the ball. I mean, sometimes, and coaches don't try to be bigger than the team, but Bob, just just by personality alone, just by being Bob Knight, he brought a lot of focus and a lot of emphasis and a lot of attention to Indiana. He's won national championships. He's... Someone who has guided and coached a lot of people over the years. So big name in basketball. An icon, really. So yesterday, after the game, we're talking to Dan D'Antoni. And Dan's been in the coaching ranks for more years than I can count. And so he was asked about Bobby Knight. Wanted to know if he had heard that Bobby Knight had passed away. And... Dan had a couple of stories I thought were interesting. I'm going to share those with you. He's got two Bobby Knight stories. Here's the first
2: one. Bobby Knight was a good friend of mine. And uh, I can tell you two little stories if you all want to hang in there. One, uh, uh, he recruited uh, a kid I had, uh, Cortland Friedland, who went to uh, Georgetown. But uh, he came in, and I had a knock. It was 8 o'clock in the morning. I had a knock on my classroom. I was teaching psychology. And knock on the door, and I look, and I see this face in the window there at the door. It's Bobby Knight, you know. So I look over. I said, "Bobby, what are you doing?" He said, "Man, I don't want to see Corley. Go get Corley. I got to talk to him." So I said, "Well, he's he's not around. I got to go get him." I said, "Can you watch my class?" And so he said, "I got your class. Go and go get him." So I go out there, and I get Corley, and I come back, and I start to open the door to get Bobby Knight. He's teaching. He had them down. He was working. Those kids were working their tails off. And I started to walk in with Corley. He said, I got him. Wait till the bell. <laughs> and so he told them for another 30 minutes in my classroom.
1: How would you like to be taught by Bobby Knight? That would have been something. Absolutely would have been something if you, know, you show up for class and, hey, we have a guest teacher today. His name's Bobby Knight. If you're a basketball fan, I mean, Bobby Knight was a big deal. Still is. He was should be for a long time to come in the annals of basketball history. They'll be talking about Bobby Knight for a long time. Dan had one more funny story. Now, if I was Bobby Knight, I would have used profanity against Dan, too. But here's what what Dan did to Bobby Knight one day.
2: He always loved to uh, be able to say, when I meet you, I'll remember your name forever. And when he did clinics, he would do kids, and he'd go down, John, George, Bob, Bob, Bob. Once he met him, then as he started the clinic, he'd say, Bob, come here, George, come here. And it was like he never missed. He always had the right name with the right kid, and he came. Well, he came to uh, Soxie High School and did a one-man basketball clinic, had 3,000 coaches from South Carolina at Soxie High School. And I had two identical twins. All right, and I told my twins, I said, come here, Eric and Derek was their name. So I told Eric, I said, Eric, you get down on this end. Derek, you get on that end. And when he comes by, I shake, tell him your hand. I I tell him your name. So he goes down Eric, and then he goes down down the rest of them. He gets down to Derek. Okay, Derek, good. So he goes out there and turns around, and I told him, switch. So they switched. (laughs) So they switched. And so he goes, Eric, come here. I, I I told him, I said, now, if he doesn't call you by right name, don't go. Just stay there. So he goes, Eric, come here. Hey, Eric, I said, come here, come here. He just stood there. Son, you can't hear me. He said, my name's Derek. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was funny. He looked over. He said, and I can't use the words he used, but Dan Tony was the end of it. <laughs> but it, it was a good story, and uh, he was good for basketball. Tough guy, tough guy, big. He was, he was, menacing figure, but.
1: Yeah, menacing figure. Threw a chair now and then. I know he he did things that you might look at today. And if you use it through today's lens, you're going to think, I mean, this guy, how did he survive being a coach so long? Now, there are a lot of things that he did I'm sure he you know, would take back. I'm sure there are things that you, know, you look at today and go, no, you can't do that anymore. You can't do that. But, you know, he came from a different time. He definitely was one of a kind. And he was a tremendous basketball coach, tremendous leader, tremendous educator. He was he was Bobby Knight, absolutely one of my favorite coaches, you know, not just for the wins and losses. I will say this. I knew more about Bobby Knight and the Indiana Hoosiers when I was growing up than I did the Marshall Thundering Herd because, for those of you that go back a ways, you remember when we had maybe a few channels on the cable system in Huntington? You might know where I'm going with this. If you don't, there was an Indiana channel. So I would watch the Indiana channel. And then they would talk about Indiana all the time. And I see a lot of Hoosier stuff. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I know more about the Hoosiers than I did the Marshall Thundering Herd. Because, you know, as a young kid, you know, you're seeing stuff on TV. You don't know that, oh, hey, by the way, Indiana is not like right next door. You know, Indiana is just a bit off. It's not like you had a huge frame of reference as a young child. As you grow up and you grow older, of course, you perspective comes into play. But, I was a big Bobby Knight fan following the uh, Hoosiers. You know, I rooted for them in the 80s, win the national championship. I was excited when they did. And I liked Syracuse as well. So there are a few basketball teams that as a kid I would follow and enjoy college basketball. I think I enjoyed college basketball a lot more when I was younger than I grew into football more. But one of the reasons why I was a huge college basketball fan was Bobby Knight. And I think a lot of people will remember that about him, those teams. I mean, Assembly Hall, I thought that was a big deal, especially when Marshall played there. I thought Marshall playing in Indiana, that's a big deal, or at least it was for me. When we continue, let's turn our attention to Appalachian State. The Mountaineers, the opponent for the Thundering Herd, and then we'll talk a little bit more about Marshall's win against a Division II school that I thought – yeah, Marshall's got this easily. No, Lee's McRae put up a pretty good fight. So we'll talk about that with Dan. All of that's coming up on today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 in AM 930. BOGO!
3: BOGO WING BLITZ! Oh, what are you doing? I'm practicing my order for the Marshall Hall of Fame Cafe! BOGO WING BLITZ! What's a BOGO WING BLITZ? It's the best play in college football, baby.
0: Marshall Hall of Fame
4: Cafe, college game day, Bogo Wing Blitz. Every college football game day, buy one jumbo traditional wing and get one free. Plus $3 domestic tall drafts. Bogo Wing Blitz. At the Marshall Hall of Fame Cafe on the corner of Fun and 3rd Avenue in downtown Huntington.
0: (laughs) Check out Working Man's Store in Huntington, the biggest inventory of scrubs in West Virginia, featuring brands such as MedCouture, Infinity, Dickies, and Cherokee at the best price. Working Man's Store has one of the largest selections of big and tall shirts, jackets, and jeans in the area. Working Man's Store is the king of blue jeans with Levi's, Dickies, Carhartt, Lee, and Wranglers in sizes up to 72. And Working Man's Store has the best selection of men's work boots and casual shoes anywhere at the best price. Working Man's Store, open every day at 145th Avenue Huntington. Imagine this, it's a
5: chilly winter morning. It snowed a little overnight. You think to yourself, is my car ready for this? There are multiple steps you could take to see if your car is ready for winter, or one simple one. Have the pros at TikTok Tire make sure your car is ready for winter. They'll check your battery, tires, fluids, wipers, and hoses. Don't get caught out in the cold this winter. Give the pros at TikTok Tire a call and they'll be happy to answer any questions. Winterize your car at TikTok Tire, 2102 3rd Avenue, Huntington. Call today for your appointment at 304 525
0: With the Greater Huntington Candy Cane Trail, it has never been sweeter to shop local for the holidays. Join the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce on Thursday, November 9th at Pullman Square from 5 to 8 p.m. for a community shopping crawl where you can enjoy sweet treats and music and shop for your chance to win cash prizes. The first 75 people to check in at Pullman Square will receive a travel coffee mug and cookie cutter. Download the free Greater Huntington Candy Cane Trail mobile passport at HuntingtonChamber.org trail to access exclusive offers at your favorite businesses. Earn points by checking in and redeeming coupons as you slay your way through the trail to win prizes, including a $1,000 grand cash prize. Download the pass at HuntingtonChamber.org trail. We'll see you on Thursday, November 9th from 5 to 8 p.m. at Pullman Square in downtown Huntington to kick off the holiday season with a small business shopping crawl.
3: Metro Community Federal Credit Union has been serving the Huntington community for 70 years and is proud to announce our newest location in Lavalette. We look forward to bringing the residents of Wayne County a modern banking facility, a full range of services, advanced technology, expert financial advice, community involvement, and even a smart coffee kiosk cafe. Learn more about Metro Community Federal Credit Union online at metrocommunityfcu.com. Equal housing lender member NCUA.
0: Toyota Shoe November Madness Sale is November 3rd and 4th, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. with fantastic savings. Off the regular prices, 20% off storewide men's, women's, and children's footwear and accessories. Birkenstock and Uggs excluded. Large selection of clearance-priced women's and men's boots up to 50% off. Assorted styles of men's, women's, and children's athletic shoes by Nike, New Balance, Brooks, and more, 40 to 60% off. Men's Assorted Outdoor Skechers, regular price $84.98, now $45. Huge savings during the November Madness Sale, November 3rd and 4th. At Toyota Shoe $615.00. Avenue, This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Welcome back to our Thursday edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. If you missed any part of today's show or you want to go back and get a past episode, don't forget, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast, we'll be posting the latest episode of the show after my next guest joins me. I want to welcome to the program now. He is the voice of the Appalachian State Mountaineers. He's also a guy that has to put up with my friend David Kahn every single day at Learfield. He is Adam Witten. Adam, how do you do it? How do you deal with David Kahn on a daily basis?
6: Uh, like anything that's not good for your health in moderation, you know, everything's just, life's just about moderation, right? That's, that's one that you also put into that category.
1: You know, the last time I saw David, I had to pry him out of the office. He was, he was working so much. I mean, I I left Winston-Salem. It was the day I'm leaving. It's the only time that, you know, made time for me, Adam, on, on the day I was leaving. And it was long enough for me to buy him breakfast.
6: Okay. Well, that's good. I'm I'm glad, I'm glad that he at least, you know, did something. And, and by that, I mean, just, you know, show up and be present uh, just to thank you for all the wonderful things I'm sure you've done for him along the way. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's true, but uh, no, he was, uh, it was great. I get to see the uh, Learfield operation and uh, for a lot of Thundering Herd fans, maybe curious what that looks like. It's, uh, it's, I mean, it's amazing. You all, actually have a basketball court in there as well. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a fun office.
6: It is. Yeah, we're, we're very fortunate. You know, when, uh, when when Ben Sutton and ISP opened this place in 2007, they they wanted something that was going to hit you in the face with college sports as soon as you entered the building, and that was certainly mission accomplished.
1: You know, it look, definitely looked like a fun place to work. And, of course, you know, I, I know we're kind of getting into uh, into the weeds here in the back end of this, but it's a great facility. I will say this we'll record it. David Kahn is a great employee of Learfield. I have it on tape now. We can't, All right, we can't go on, back. It's on the record. It's, it's on, on the, the record. record. I can't take I, it back. I can't take it back. But uh, how have you been? The, uh, the App State Mountaineers are kind of giving you some ups and downs uh, this season. <laughs>
6: Um, I, I, I'm doing okay. My my cardiologist might not agree with that because of the way these games have gone this year. You know, this we thought that last year for App State football was unlike any season we would ever see again with the most dispensable finishes, highs and lows that we'd ever seen. And the end of the season, you know, losing games down the stretch in the fourth quarter, including the one in, in Huntington last year. And this year's just been more of the same app has almost the entire way alternated wins and losses and all of their conference games have come down to the final second. Even though Southern Miss was a 10 point win last Saturday, it was a, it was a four point game and app had the ball on a fourth down with 13 seconds left that they had to convert and they scored the last touchdown there. So that's how I'm doing. I'm, I'm just, Trying to trying to keep the blood pressure down every time we walk into the booth for an App State football game, and the way that these two teams play each other, I'm I'm certainly not expecting anything different this Saturday.
1: Both coaches have kind of hinted about the rivalry aspect of this game. You think that it didn't feel like they were really into the rivalry aspect of this game? Maybe the way the fans are. How's this game you know, at least playing in Boone this week?
6: Well, it depends on who you ask. I know Sean Clark leans into it heavily because he's experienced it in a lot of different ways. You know, he's he's a product of Charleston, West Virginia, and so he he's been familiar with with Marshall um, and football in that state for almost his entire life. And he played at App in the mid '90s at the height of the of the App State Marshall rivalry in the Southern Conference. And now, you know, he was. When when Appen Marshall got that non-conference series going back in 2021, he was the one after the press conference banging his fist on the table, saying these two teams should play every year. You know, little did we know that it was going to be just a year later that these teams became members of the of the same conference. So it certainly is not lost on Sean Clark, the head coach, what this game means, and he's not. Everything he says about this, this game being a rivalry is, is totally authentic just because of his history with, with Marshall as a player and now a coach. But, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting for the players because most of these players didn't follow college football back in the, in the mid-'90s when what happened, Marshall was a thing. So, but, but they know that um, they've been told so much, and, and especially the way that the games have gone the last few meetings, they know how important this game is and how tough it is. And so while they may not have the history with, with App and Marshall the way that someone like Sean Clark does and a couple other members of the staff, um, that, that message is being delivered loud and clear across the locker room to everybody's fault.
1: Also, a tip of the cap to uh, the person who put together the game notes this week to remind me that uh, Clark was on that team in 1995 that beat Marshall. Marshall was highly ranked. Uh, they heard lost 10-3. to 3. I uh, Mm -hmm. I want to tip the. uh, I go back even further. The first loss ever at then Marshall University Stadium, uh, when uh, Tommy Moore was trying to cover Ray Gamma and he did not do a very good job, and the Mountaineers (laughs) got the first ever victory in the then new Marshall Football Stadium. I don't know if you knew that, but you know, there's an added note for you.
6: Yeah, that's good. We we should. I should go ahead and write that into the game notes right now. But. Yeah, I mean, we we've got some good memories from you know we've talked about the, the 1994 game in Boone was was a great memory for our fans. 1996 not so much, uh, which was the last time that they played as conference opponents in in Boone. But you know my first experience in in this rivalry was 2002 um, when App was still one aa and Marshall had Byron Leftwich in his last season and we went up to to Huntington and got our tails kicked. So that, that was my first initiation into the, into the series when Marshall had already moved past the, the one double a ranks and was having success in one a. So, um, you know, I, I, I did not, I was not a part of app state football in the mid nineties. So I, I've, I've had to learn a lot of my history and, and went through conversations with, with people like Sean Clark about what this means. And, and certainly the fans, um, remind me all the time and it's it's just it's so great that this gets to be a game every year now and um and and the fact that our fans have been waiting a long time to have a saturday night game we always try to play our games at three thirty, and then you know in swoops nfl network to put this game at six o'clock on saturday and our fans who have who have always wanted these saturday night games just to have them maybe once a year Get their opportunity to get nice and and juiced up for, uh, for for this one. So it's going to be a pretty electric atmosphere, I'd say.
1: Do you want the night game though earlier in the season with nicer weather, or you want this cold football weather?
6: Depends on who's coming to play us. <laughs> you know, I, it's probably not as big of a deal with Marshall because you guys experience cold weather too. But if we had, say, Georgia Southern or one of the teams from the West, from uh, Mississippi or Alabama, then yeah, we probably want it nice and nice and cold for them late in the year. But it's it's not going to make as much difference uh, because whatever it's going to be in Boone is probably not going to be all that different in in Huntington in terms of temperature.
1: My guest, the voice of the Appalachian State Mountaineers, Adam Witten. So how much of this game is going to be, we got to get these guys because it's not Marshall, it's just – The way the record is, we've got to start stacking some wins together here soon. Georgia State's coming up. James Madison's coming up. Georgia Southern's coming up. You want to try to get yourself in the best position possible in the standings and bowl eligibility. So how much of that has really played in the way that this team has approached this week, trying to start stacking those wins as fast as possible?
6: Yeah, you you have to. And and the team... We'll always try to take a, a one and zero, oh, one game at a time mentality, but but we all know kind of out, outside that locker room that you're running out of time, and and if you don't start stacking wins, you're going to end up with the same record that we had last year, which was which was six and six. The app is not put together back to back wins all season to, to this point, point. and so with only four games left in the year, they've got to do it now. If if not now, when? Because if you don't start stacking these wins together, these wins together, you would say bye to the Sunbelt East division. And you might be saying bye to, to a bowl game for the second consecutive year. So it's, yeah, it's, it's got to start today. Um, it, especially being at home, apps got back-to-back road games after this at Georgia state at James Madison, you know, both teams have challenging schedules in, in November. And so, yeah, it, it's, it's, app has been saying look you know we're, we're, we're improving we're trying to peak at the right time we're trying to put it all together we've been waiting now for eight games for for app to, to finally put four quarters together and we haven't seen it yet and so it, it's it's almost a now or never type of thing in terms of you know whether you're going to have an opportunity to say you had a good year when it's all said and done
1: what can we expect from this team on Saturday offensively? Coach Huff talked about how this team likes to run, but the passing attack can really burn you if you focus on the run game. So, you know, what can we expect from App State? What do you think they're gonna to try to do to the herd?
6: It's a great question. You know, I think App App has always been a program that knows that it needs to have some kind of a running game, it needs to be able to establish a running game a running game, it needs to be balanced, it needs to be multiple. And you know Where App has traditionally been at its best in the passing game is when they can run the ball effectively and then they can set up play action uh, for, to be able to throw the ball down the field. You know they can, they can do different looks in the passing game based on what they've been doing running the football. Now, what we've seen, though, is in, in the, for the better part of three quarters against Southern Miss, App could barely find any running room against a big front for, for the Golden Eagles. And late in the game against Old Dominion, they had trouble running the football. Big reason why they didn't score any points in the fourth quarter against ODU. So I don't know yet how this is going to play out, but App has almost developed the ability now because of how well Joey Aguilar has been playing of late and how well he can throw the ball downfield, that App can almost set up the, use the pass to set up the run. And I, I, my guess is you might see a little bit of that. Um, just because of how well they've been throwing the ball downfield, um, because what teams like to do against App is they'll load it up with eight, sometimes nine guys in the box and say, "Look, we're not going to give you anywhere to run the football, and we're gonna we're gonna play physical man coverage on on the perimeter, and just make sure we make you one dimensional and have to throw the ball a lot." And App has shown of late that they've been able to do that, be effective with it, and so. If they can do that and lighten the box and run into areas where there's less traffic, then I think that might allow them to be more balanced. So I don't know. They, they, they might still have the same approach where they try, try to make sure they establish the running game early um, and, and maybe start to lean on Marshall a bit offensively, or they could they could come out and just say, you know what, we're going to be aggressive and throw the ball downfield to, to get them on their heels in, in the back end of the defense and then, maybe be able to run off of that. So I think they've got a couple different ways they can approach it. But at the end of the day, whichever whichever comes first, they do have to find a way to be balanced offensively. Um, I, I just I don't think that they're going to be able to, to be one-dimensional against a defense like Marshall.
1: My guest is Adam Witten. He's the voice of the Appalachian State Mountaineers. So Marshall has had to prepare for multiple quarterbacks all season long. This might be the first time in recent memory where – you can focus on the, the reserves, but the guy is Joey Aguilar. So that's a great thing for Marshall. But this is the first time, I think, in recent memory that Marshall's potentially had two quarterbacks that can go. And you have Cam Fancher, who is the normal starter. And then Marshall threw in Cole Pennington, a descendant of one of those quarterbacks that played in these App State rivalries and Marshall with Chad Pennington. Um, what's coach saying about that? Cause I know coach knows all about Chad Pennington and I'm sure he's got an opinion on Cole.
6: Yeah. You know, he addressed this a little bit in, in his coach's show on, on Monday night that, um, there's there a potential you could see, you could see both, but, but I tell you, this is kind of something that app has faced the entire season where there's been a question about who was going to play quarterback. It could have been because of an injury. It could have been because of ineffectiveness from the guy who was the starter in the previous game with the exception of playing against Drake may in North Carolina and Grayson McCall of coastal Carolina, there has been some shred of doubt in terms of who is going to be the starting quarterback in every other game that app has played this year. And so it appears as though this game against Marshall is no different because cam Bancher just doesn't appear to be healthy. And so how effective can he be if he's not at a hundred percent? So, we know that, but I'll tell you, App is going to prepare for a camp banter that's going to be 100% because their thought is, look, if he's out there, he's good enough to go, and we're not going to, even for a second, think that he's going to be limited. Um, Cole Pennington's a, a wild card. We, we've seen guys that have made early starts in their career or very young players that ha- don't have a lot of experience come out and just throw some something totally different into that offense, provide a spark, provide a lift, and App is taken had to take some time to adjust to that so they're they're prepared for whichever one comes out there but uh they they, I don't think they're they're going into it thinking well if Cam does play let's prepare for him to only be you know not be able to run at full speed and have that escapability that we're used to seeing Uh, they know that if 14's out there for 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 Marshall that they're going to try to have to game plan for him the way they would if he was 100 percent
1: My guest, the voice of the Appalachian State Mountaineers, Adam Witten. The game is coming up on Saturday. We'll have it for you here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I know herd fans know the drill, but maybe someone for their first time is making their way to Boone. What can they expect from game day on Saturday for those that maybe have never ventured to Boone, North Carolina, for a game?
6: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a – excuse me, it's going to be an electric atmosphere. And, you know, I, I think if if you're getting into Boone, it, it's going to be a nice day. I'll say, you know, typically games in November are, are very cold in Boone, but I think the fans have, have really lucked out in terms of the weather. It's been freezing during the middle part of the week, but this weekend it, it might be a little chilly in the morning, but look, if you want to get out and spend an afternoon around the high country before a six o'clock kickoff, this is going to be the perfect day to do so. Go, go find yourself somewhere to hike. Go find yourself to, you know, enjoy an outdoor, a brewery outdoors or a restaurant outdoors or, you know, do something out in, the, out in the sunshine because we don't get these types of Saturdays in November very often. So I would take advantage of that. That also means that it's going to be perfect tailgating weather and with a couple extra hours of tailgate time available to our fans. I mean, you, you know what that can do to, to a student section and a fan base in, in a sold out crowd. I mean, it's, it, it's nice to have this on a Saturday. Last time y'all were here, it was on a Thursday night. It was still a great atmosphere that night, but uh, people are, I think are going to get the full experience of, of a Boone football game for this one for a, a six o'clock game, great weather, uh, Saturday crowd. It, it, it's going to be a full force. And so I, I encourage people to, to arrive early, take advantage of, of the day and, and what the weather will bring um, support our local businesses if you can, and uh, and then you know have have be a part of what I think should be an amazing atmosphere for football on Saturday.
1: How large of a crowd are <laughs> we expecting for Saturday?
6: Uh, it'll be thirty thousand plus. Um, I think it's going to be probably close to about thirty four, thirty five thousand. That's which you know would be up there amongst the the top ten crowds all time in our stadium's history. You know, it's it's every home game this year has been sold out um this one is uh i think this one will be probably in that 34 35 range which is which is beyond max capacity for us cuz that we have a you know a hill area behind the the south end zone that'll be just jam packed with students for that one
1: convenient right just uh, sit on the hill watch the game convenient
6: yeah yeah you you know that 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 area has undergone quite a transformation that used to be a fun place for for families with young children to to go over there and hang out and just spread out a bit enjoy let the kids run around now it's just turned into a a student party back there it's it's just full like shoulder to shoulder you can't even you can barely see a blade of grass on that hill so um yeah it's uh it's it's pretty amazing and uh the, the students will be rowdy they will uh you know like I said they'll have a full day of tailgating behind them and uh that area of the stadium is is Certainly going to make some noise but the entire stadium is, is just going to be um totally charged up for this one I, i'm really looking forward to it
1: should be a fun one can't wait my guest adam Witten, he's the voice of the appalachian state mountaineers as marshall gets set to take on app state in boone thanks brother i appreciate you doing this and um I'm, again i apologize i got to deal with my guy david con on a daily basis i apologize for that all right
6: <laughs> no worries i appreciate it thanks for the time
1: thanks sir that is adam Witten. And, of course, I am kidding. Adam is a great guy, but uh, David Kahn is also a great guy, my uh, my friend and the former voice of the West Virginia Power. When we continue, we'll hear from Dan D'Antoni on last night's win. That's coming up on today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
5: Giovanni's has great Italian dishes, spaghetti with meat sauce, lasagna, ravioli, manicotti, and baked lasagna. Giovanni's has the best sandwiches around from the Stromboli, Italian Sub, Calzones, and their signature Big Red. All dinners will be served with hot garlic bread or Italian rolls. Giovanni's Pizza, fresh, hot, and tasty. Have it delivered right to your door. Giovanni's. The Italian place to be. Here's another
4: Kinder Communications Community Chatter. The Ironton Catholic Schools hosting their annual turkey dinner 1 to 5, Sunday, November 5th, in the St. Joseph Church basement. Meals cost $14 for adults, $12 for children, and there'll be carry out meals available. Also a craft and bake sale. This Kinder Communications Community Chatter brought to you by Pollux Jewelers, providing professional service with a personal touch. Visit Pollux Jewelers, 913 Winchester Avenue in Ashland. The Bengals welcome the Buffalo Bills back to Paycor Stadium for Sunday night football on November 5th. Be there 30 minutes before kickoff. Help light up the jungle with your cell phone. Let's stripe the jungle and create a loud home field advantage for our team. Join us at halftime when we honor Bengals great Ken Riley and celebrate
2: his well-deserved induction into the Pro Football Hall of Fame.
4: There are very few seats left, so don't wait. For tickets, go to Bengals.com. The Bengals-Buffalo-Bills game is presented by CareSource.
5: Hooray! Stalwart insurance is the name for insurance in the tri-state. They are committed to delivering tailored benefits solutions with thoughtful, strategic planning, with valuable professional services. Stop by or call Stalwart Insurance for your homeowner's insurance needs. Stalwart Insurance is located right beside Kenny Queen Hardware on Route 10 in Barbersville. Call Stalwart Insurance anytime at 304 552 3883. That's 304 552 3883. Or visit them online at stalwartinsurance.com. Hey, Tri-State, Frank's Place is where friends hang out with friends. Stop on by for happy hour from 4 to 6 p.m. and a lot of daily specials. If you are a sports fan, we have what you need from the Sunday ticket for the NFL, college football, Major League playoffs, and more. Listen up, Tri-State. If you're a first responder, stop by Frank's Place and check out the specials we have just for you. Frank's Place, located at the River Place Plaza next to Fratelli's. Check us out on Facebook for weekly updates and specials. Frank's Place, your home away from home. Star Country Market and Pizza, located
4: 8088 East U.S. Route 60 in Rush, Kentucky, has great food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, including their award-winning pizza. Their pepperoni pizza was voted Best in the Tri-State and Kinder Communications Munch Madness. Check out their great menu items such as burgers, sandwiches, salads, and delicious desserts and milkshakes. You can dine in or order to go at Star Country Market and Pizza. You'll always get fast, friendly service, Star Country Market and Pizza. You gotta try.
3: Lawrence County residents, do you or someone you know with developmental disabilities need help in the home? Well, contact Lawrence County Developmental Disabilities. They help people who qualify for service find the supports they need to live safe, healthy, and productive lives. Autism, cerebral palsy, intellectual disabilities, and more. Lawrence County Developmental Disabilities sees the ability in every disability. Learn more about Lawrence County Developmental Disabilities at lawrencecountydd.org Every day I wake up at 5 a.m. to give dad his medicine. Every day I wake up at 5 a.m. to give dad his medicine. At 6 a.m. I make his breakfast. Every day I wake up at 5 a.m. to give dad his medicine. At 6 a.m. I make his breakfast. At 7 a.m. I shower. Every day I wake up at 5 a.m. to give dad his medicine. At 6 a.m. I make his breakfast. At 7 a.m., I shower. I start laundry at 8. At 10, we go for a walk. <laughs> Every day, I wake up at 5 a.m. For 8:00
4: those 8:00. dealing with the daily struggles of caring for a loved one, we hear you. That's why AARP created a community with experts and other caregivers for advice, tips, and support. Together, let's help each other better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org caregiving. public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
0: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Our text line is open this hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Texture wrote in, all excited that the show was back. I got a let's do this and a screen grab of the show being streamed. You can stream that as well. You can download our app. Just go to WRVC.com. You can get the app or you can just listen to the show live and the player. It's all on WRVC.com. Marshall basketball yesterday getting the win. It was labeled a fans first game. A free event for the Thundering Herd faithful to watch Marshall take on the opponent. Division Two Lees McRae. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't know too much about Lees McRae, but they're a lot better than I thought they would be. As a as an organization, as a group of players, I thought they were a lot better. Now, did I think Marshall should win the game? Yes. Did I think Marshall should win the game convincingly? Yeah, 10385. That was a good team, though. I was appreciative of the fact that Marshall got tested a little bit more in this game, and we got a chance to see Marshall. And at the same time, we're still learning about this team. The starting rotation, not set. You got a rough draft of it. But Dan, after the game last night, talked about the win with us. And, uh, you know, Marshall went undefeated in the in the preseason. I know that doesn't mean anything, but... You take it.
2: Tough ball game. That team come at you. They're older. They're like 23, 24, 25-year-olds. But, uh, you know, they uh, they spread you out. They come at you in waves. And we played pretty well and uh, had to, you know, play really hard. Anytime you get a team play hard against you, it's going to be a good game uh, at this level, whether it's their level, our level. It doesn't matter. If they're beyond high school and they're in their 20s, it's going to be a good ball game, and uh, thought they did a good job. Coach does it well. They're spreading them out. He he's expecting a real good team this year, and yet uh, you know we scored 103 points. Everybody was worried about us being able to score. Oh, we lost our two major scorers. We're not going to be able to put it in the basket. Well, guess what? Uh, we can move the ball. We got shooters. Uh, got multi, play multiple positions. We're going to get better. This team's going to grow. This is just kind of starting for this group. So. Should be interesting. Should be a good year. I hope all the people get out here. we open up with Queens. And they packed the place when we went down there. And, I mean, it was was packed. And uh, they were waiting on us. We kind of went into a quagmire there. And they played with the intensity of their crowd. And we weren't quite ready for it. But uh, hopefully when they get here, uh, we had this exhibition will help us. Uh, It'll get us ready for this team coming in here. But it's going to be a fun year and a good year. And we're going to put up some points. Dan pretty optimistic
1: about way the season's going to go and one thing that was fun to watch yesterday getting to see who scored more than usual. And in this one it was Wyatt Fricks. He had 22 points. He was 8 of 9 from the field, hit his lone three-pointer, free throws efficient enough, he could be better. 5 of 8. Dan mentioned that he could be better also had 10 rebounds so 22 points 10 rebounds that's a double double pretty good game dan talked about his performance as well
2: well it's got a you know he's athletic as darn boy he can he can really just burst but he's also a very good shooter uh you know he'll as he ages into this game a little bit'll get a little bit more control over his uh what he wants to do and he'll see it a little bit better but uh what do he have? Uh, what do he end up with? Fricks, 22, 22. twenty-two. He's five of eight from three throws. So I'm gonna have to jump on him about that. He's too good of a shooter to do that. He had ten rebounds, four assists, two turnovers. I mean, that's. Uh... It's good, but he's athletic and and very capable. You know, last year he stayed hurt all the time. It's hard to get him to get any rhythm into the game because he got hurt, but he seems to be over that now. He doesn't get hurt in practice like he used to, and he's always kind of ready. So, a little bit stronger, a little bit heavier, but a lot stronger. So, good things out of Wyatt, I believe.
1: That's Dan D'Antoni on Frick's game. And one thing I want to know, because you look at the score, it's a little closer than I thought it would be. I didn't know much about this team. 103-85. Heard got challenged, I thought, a little bit. So, I was curious from Dan, how did this team stress the thundering herd last night?
2: Uh, the other team was better than what I thought. You know, I didn't know they would shoot the ball quite as well. And uh, and I didn't know realize how strong they were, you know. But I should have because they're 23, 24. And I know what – I graduated, I think, 21 barely 21 no i didn't got to 21 i was 20. so you know when you're i know when i went to the men's league at 24 25 i was a a much better player and you get stronger as as a male so you know but uh i liked what our kids do we got uh, i thought our two freshmen played extremely well you know with it the pressure didn't bother uh kyson missed a couple shots he normally will make every day in practice but he hit he hit one Got one to go down for him. And I thought Nutter played an outstanding game. He's strong with the ball and made made some nice passes. I don't know what, what is his line. He had uh, two or three. and missed one three, one or two. And uh, had five points, but uh, two rebounds, two assists. I, I don't know about that. I thought he had more assists. I, I'd have to look at that one. But they're probably right, and as usual, I'm probably wrong. Dan
1: D'Antoni on the way that this team challenged the Thundering Herd last night. When we continue, we'll wrap it up with some of your texts. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. From our text line, Texter is kind of curious, uh, since we're looking at a couple of schools that used to be 1AA, now FCS. Texter wants to know, what do you think that line in the sand is that separates kind of the the lower-tier FBS schools from the higher tier FCS schools I think it's I think it's roster management a lot of it these days it's resources it's roster management there are some really good FCS teams that could come in like a James Madison and be successful right away and then there are some programs that you know they might be successful at the FCS level but I don't think they can make that leap to the next level you know, Marshall was fortunate to be able to make that leap. Appalachian State was able to make that leap. I think a really good FCS school can give a lower-tier FBS school fits all the time if you're not prepared. Final segment coming up, it's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Now at Menards,
4: save big money on your next project with 11% off everything. Maximize your storage space with Dakota Closets. We offer a variety of finishes to match your style with our great selection of customizable closets. Get 11% off all closet systems. Now at Menards. Stop in and save big money today. Good through November 5th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details.
1: Save big money.
5: Hey, Tri-State, Frank's Place is where friends hang out with friends. Stop on by for happy hour from 4 to 6 p.m. and a lot of daily specials. If you are a sports fan, we have what you need from the Sunday ticket for the NFL, college football, Major League playoffs, and more. Listen up, Tri-State, if you're a first responder, stop by Frank's Place and check out the specials we have just for you. Frank's Place, located at the River Place Plaza next to Fratelli's. Check us out on Facebook for weekly updates and specials. Frank's Place, your home away from home. You've cut back on everything, and you're still coming up short at the end of the month. Give your local State Farm agent a call for a free discount double check. They'll show you how something as simple as combining car and home policies can save you hundreds of dollars a year. Being there to help keep more of your money is why your local State Farm agent is here. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. In Huntington, John Garten, 304-525-1116. In Barbersville, Marcia Slater, 304-736-6100. And in Cerrito, Aaron Villas, 304-453-4600.
3: Now is the time to add on a new bathroom or remodel your old one with the latest up-to-date bathroom fixtures from Mutual Wholesalers, 710 5th Street, Huntington. Come in today to Mutual Wholesalers' beautiful showroom and see how your new bathroom will look. Check out Acre by Max. Have a new bathroom this year. Mutual Wholesalers, locally owned and operated, 710 5th Street, Huntington. Call 304-525-9118.
5: That's 800-462-3333 800-462-3333
0: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: It's our final segment of today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line is open, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Text wants to know, what do I think the score is going to be on Saturday between the Herd and App State? It's going to be a low-scoring game. You want me to go on record now, don't you? I get it. I understand. I will hold for a bit. On that. Marshall has a hard time winning in Boone, North Carolina. Let's let's be honest. You know what Marshall's record in Boone is? If you don't, now you will. Marshall trails in Boone. App State has won nine, has lost three. The series is 15 10 in favor of App State. It's a close series. Marshall had more recent success, but there were times where I mean Marshall's second greatest team of all time to some. I'm not talking 96 team. I'm talking 92 team. For some, that might be the greatest. But Marshall's 92 team lost to the App State Mountaineers. Marshall's had some really good teams go in and die in Boone, North Carolina. Marshall's had some really good teams die at home against App State. I think it's going to be a close score, low-scoring game. I don't think that either team's going to blow. But then again, if Joey Aguilar can get going, he might have a field day, and that running game is pretty good for App State. And of course, we don't know if it's going to be Cam Fancher for the majority of the game, if it's going to be Cole Pennington in combination of both, You know, throw App State off a little bit, you know, how much of a leap. Can Cole make from his first real appearance to his second real appearance? There are a lot of questions to answer, but I think the herd and App State will be an entertaining one for sure. That's going to do it for this edition. If you're asking me today, I honestly, if you're asking me today, Marshall does not go into Boone and win. History says Marshall does not go into Boone and win. It's very rare. More coming up tomorrow. High school football as well. We'll have our cavalcade of high school broadcast announcers as well as a look at more of this game. Busy Friday. Looking forward to it. we got basketball on Monday as well, so a lot to get into tomorrow and looking forward to doing it with you here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Until then, have a great night, everyone.
0: Transmitting on glorious FM on 94.1 W227BS Huntington. This is 930 WRVC Huntington. Celebrating 100 years of broadcasting.